seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Welcome, friends, to episode 216 of Color of Magic, a magic gaming podcast where we talk about all types of issues that affect gamers at and away from their gaming tables and computers. I am your host, Jaquan Watson, and for 216 episodes, still got my man, Brian Allen, riding shotgun with me. How you doing, dude? 216. And Alan 216's it now. I don't even know what 216 is. You'd have to pop find a book. I don't either. You'd have to pick one and we have to make it up to make it fit. And and I feel bad because, you know, I went to Methodist Leadership Camp and everything. I feel like I should know, but I'm sorry. (laughs) Like all the other information I learned in school, that went in one ear and out the other one. Dude, there's so much information that unless I learned a specific reason I need it, or a fun way to remember it, it's just lost to the ether. No, like, my very a, educated mother just served us nine pizzas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I learned, how, like, I think it was the quadratic formula to the tune of Row, Row, Row Your Boat. That's the only way I can remember it. Wow. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, exactly. So I get it. Because there's so much stuff in school that, especially in U.S. schools, because they teach us a bunch of stuff for, like, passing tests that you never need in your real life. So just like, yeah, when am I going to need to find like the sign of a triangle or whatever? Like that never has come up in my adult life. Now, geometry or whatever, it makes sense. I'm rearranging yeah. a room. I got to see if furniture fits, whatever. I can do some numbers. Awesome. Yep. But all the other stuff, uh, not really. <laughs> yeah, before we get into everything, though, want to remind everybody, check out our sponsor. Go over to CoolStuffInc.com. They have sweet stuff for magic, all kinds of other nerd stuff. And they support the show and other cool creators. And you can save 5% on your order if you use code DRAGON, which is awesome. So go over there, support the show, save some money for yourself, support a good company over at CoolStuffInc.com because they always have cool stuff in stock. And if you want to support the show directly, you can go to Patreon.com slash Color or Magic. You can get a shout out just like Dennis Trinkle. Thank you so much for being a patron. Much appreciated. And finally, you can go to colorofmtg.com slash shop if you want to pick up a couple of nice things and support us. But for now, let's uh, get into the soapbox. I think we have a couple of things here. All right. So we had an issue this week. Started out on Twitter because, you know, why wouldn't some drama start on Twitter? But. And I'm not going to out anybody because this was a private conversation and a private group thread. So I think it's worth mentioning, but I'm not going to say any names or beyond the initial detail. There won't be anything else. But this creator was having a moment because he was feeling, I don't know, uh, attacked in some ways, maybe, I don't know what the right word is. I'll let let you you decide that, but... (laughs) We we say he wants to talk to a couple people, and you know we're offering support or whatever. And he says, "I got told that it feels like I discount myself and hold back how black I am in the magic community because of how polite I am to people." Literally, everybody's response was, "What?" Yeah, I'll, I'll like, know. Is that still in English? I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, it's like, wait, wait, wait. So what he was being told 
is because he's so polite, he's not being true to his blackness in the magic community. So the insinuation there from this other person is that to be black, he needs to be aggressive and rude. Hello, welcome to the FYD stream. (laughs) I mean, but I'm just saying, like, that's basically what they told him, though, right? Like, like you aren't being true to being black because you're being polite to people. Like, that's... Because there are no polite black people. This is some some Uncle Ruckus right there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No relation, right? But, like, and I bring it up because we already do some level of code switching, right? Like that's a known thing. Whenever, whenever I do commentary, I ain't going to speak the same way. And I'm going to speak to you if we're just hanging out. Like that's just got to pay bills, you know? Hell recently, Mario Lopez is dealing with that because he does these TikToks and stuff with friends, just going around California, eating Mexican food. And, you know, and he's hanging out with his tios and whatever, and using, you know, Spanish slang, whatever. And people are like, what is this about? Does he even really speak Spanish? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bruh, he ain't going to be that way on Entertainment Weekly or whatever the show no. is that he does because he's got to pay bills. Like, you know, like, what's he supposed to do, right? Even when I saw it, I didn't even problem. like, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, his like, name seen- is Mario Lopez. Like, what do you think? Have you seen the lady on social media where she's a news anchor and she basically tells people to mind their business in her news anchor yeah. tone of voice? And great. But but it's exactly that, you know. And I bring it up because when we talk about different issues that affect people of color or whatever in various communities, this is the type of stuff that comes up. You know, that there's an expectation of you're going to be a certain way. And if you're not, oh, well, you're being fake. And it's like, no. Like, I... Hell, anybody who knows me, I am not rude to people. I have helped tons of people. Hell, I have literally given things, money, whatever, when I didn't even have it to give, you know, to people in the community, customers in the store. Hell, local things that I'm not even associated with just because to help people. But to say that I'm, like, less black because I'm doing that is just stupid. I mean, it is. I mean, You talk about, like, why do we say, like, it's important to have people of color and whatnot in your gaming spaces and whatever. It's because of stuff like this. <laughs> Literally. Right? Imagine being a person who's told that, and then you're like, well, crap. If I go into, am I not allowed to be myself if I go into a space and it's all white gamers? Not to make it like a racist thing, but, I mean, that's the thought that gets had. You got to right? be flipping tables, sir. Yeah, so it's tough. It's tough. Obviously, we just said, hey, look, that's somebody else who's got some other issue really has nothing to do with you. Like, if you're being yourself and having a good time and you're raising your status and you're making money, then to hell with the rest of them. You're doing what you need to do. You're entertaining people. You're enjoying what you're doing. Keep doing it. Hell, the flip side of that is there's people out there being complete jackholes getting paid. You know, all these dumb pranksters going in and like punching people and threatening people or whatever and recording it and put it on socials or whatever you don't want to be that guy <laughs> like, and i'm sure. amazed it took this long for one of them to get shot that just oh, blows there, my mind that it took this long oh there's one that got shot there's one i believe got stabbed there's another couple that have ended up in the hospital because they just ran up on the wrong there's one dude i just saw this the other day one of them runs around with a bodyguard so he basically like low level antagonizes people 
And then when they get into his face, the bodyguard steps in. And I'm like, really, though? (sighs) Like, this dude, literally, those are the people that are out there. The people are like, oh, whatever. That's normal behavior. Like, like what? Dude, literally, I saw him, like, shoulder check a guy purposely coming out of a department store. And the other dude's like, man, what the hell? And then, of course, bodyguard slides between them. The other dude hadn't even been aggressive yet to even throw a punch. He just kind of like, what was that about? Yeah. And it's like. As you would if somebody checked you. Well, because part of it is like, my reaction would first be like, okay, was that somebody I even know that maybe has a grudge with me and I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So it's more of like. They brought some big, small dude with them. Yeah. It's like, what's going on right now? Like, what even just happened? Especially if you're minding your own business, just like coming out of a store and you don't know what's going on. Like. So, yeah, like, we told him, dude, don't worry about it. Just be yourself. Be cool. Whatever. Like, we're out here doing our thing. If people want to be mad at us, they're just going to be mad. You know, it's a, it's a wacky thing. But anyway, I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to let you have some time here. All right. Shocking, probably no one. Uh, the latest Doctor Who holiday episode, The Star Beast, is getting review bombed because there's a new trans character and a trans storyline. And the thing that's bizarre about that is, like, of all the shows to complain about being too woke, Doctor Who, like, have you been watching this show for the past, you know, well, basically 60 years? It, the show has always been about somebody who is a time lord and can regenerate into literally anyone. They've been telling you this. Now, admittedly, in the 60s and 70s, he usually regenerated into a between 25 to 40 year old white dude, but still, they always told you a Time Lord can be anybody. He's the uh, Time Lord has been female, ha- has been black. The next doctor is going to be black. So it just. If that's if that's something that just really triggers you, Doctor Who is not only not for you now; it's really never been the show for you because that's that's what the show has always been about: is radical change, how it affects people. The, the Doctor's always been one of the best gimmicks in sci-fi. Where hey, the actor's leaving, how do we solve that? Regeneration has always been the the best gimmick in sci-fi. Hey, Doctor almost died. Now they regenerate into somebody different. And it gets, even if you hadn't watched in a year or two, now you're hyped because you want to see you know, who the doctor turns into next. It, it just blows me. I mean, I, again, I'm not surprised by it because that's the world we live in, but it's just, if you're opposed to, to people being transgender, people finding the best version of themselves, you, this is not the show for you and hasn't ever really been the show for you. Man, you know, I just find it amusing because we grew up with like, Boy George, Prince, to some level, like, was it Billy Idol? You know, like, I mean, mean, mean. even even to some extent, probably David Bowie. (laughs) Straight extent, David Bowie. Just just saying George Michael, I think, you know, like, there's some that were all over that, that spread that, like, we didn't even care. We didn't think nothing about it. They're entertaining. That's it. You know, that should be kind of the, the end of the discussion. The rest of it doesn't really matter, honestly. Like, if they're entertaining and the the wrestling fans, every company always had somebody like Exotic Adrian Street, Goldust, somebody that was pushing all the boundaries, and they were always among the most 
popular characters. Dude, did you ever hear the story on Goldust? Like, it was pitched to him as an androgynous character, and he didn't even know what the word androgynous meant. he was just like i know i'm gonna get a gimmick they're gonna put me on tv regularly i'm in yeah yeah (laughs) and i mean it 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 has extended his career by what 20 years because he's still wearing face paint he's still you know doing a kind of like almost like a split personality gimmick where again you never know what dustin Rhodes is gonna come out there wearing or what he's gonna come out there doing yeah, so it, it's tough to see people upset about that. Like, it doesn't affect the product. You know, the end result is the same. So, eh, whatever. I mean, I think it's just, again, I'm with you. I think it's just part of the world we're in now, mm-hmm. where if there's anything that's something somebody doesn't agree with or like or whatever, it's gonna got to be the end of the world, and they got to post about it. And there's going to be 15 Twitter threads or whatever. But it's like, eh, eh. Especially if it's not even like the regular reoccurring characters or whatever, and it's one episode, and it's like, eh, all right, fine. You know how many questionable things we've had on the shows over the years that we go, yeah. eh, they're dealing with a particular issue this one episode. Fine. I mean, we talked about it off the air. Shows being woke are really not are woke because it's not even what it used to mean anymore. They're using it in a completely different way. But the- Everybody had their very special episode. Usually, we growing up in the nineties, you know, with the, with this. Uh, I started to say TGI Fridays, but you, you know what I'm talking about the, yeah, the ABC lot, TGIF. There yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah, they were always doing some, you know, some some societal issue. Now, did they always handle it right? No, because it's you know, it, these are kid oriented sitcoms. Sometimes they couldn't get, get the messaging or the writer, but they always tried. Oh, for yeah, the most but, part. but I think if you go back and look, I mean, pretty much every show we watched had their like issue of the week, right? Whether it was yeah. poverty or racism or, you know, it could be infidelity or theft or whatever. They were always dealing like a character gets into a situation, friends or family help them work out of it. And here's the resolution. That's pretty much what every sitcom was. It didn't matter. If every we sitcom about character always went to jail. Somebody goes to jail. Somebody delivers a baby, and in so many occasions, tell me, okay, why is you, well, why is this poor woman not able to get to the hospital? They might deal with that, you know, like oh, yeah. oh where, 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 where's the dad? Oh, he ran, you know, the, the, the TV's been doing that. But you're, you're talking about it doesn't matter if it's family matters, doesn't matter if it was Full House. Hell, you can go yeah. way back. It could be Happy Days, Silver Spoons, <laughs> like you know, whatever. Yeah. They all did it. So it's like to be mad at a show doing it now. And you're just using it to tell a story or a life lesson, like ah, whatever. People can just be mad, especially with a sci-fi show. That that's what sci-fi is about is kind of transformations and and things that you didn't expect to see happen and how people deal with. I'm with you. I'm with you. But let's talk about what we learned this week because this was an interesting week for a few different things. But uh, yours is a little less gamer or business focus so why don't you go first well uh one of the most uh, speaking of controversy one of the most controversial uh, sports entertainers ever cm punk is back and uh, they actually did a very good job of kind of doing apparently even a lot of people on the wwe roster did not realize he was in the building or that he was coming back. They actually acted like they were going going off the air, had the WWE logo 2023, and then, oh, wait, CM Punk's music hits. 
a bunch of people said they missed it because, you know, when obviously when you see the, the trademark 2023 logo, you turn the show off. You know it's over. So a couple of people turned and then missed the whole thing. And then the next morning, why is what happened? Why is my social media exploding? So, But, you know, I will say this. I think for as much as I thought it was silly that they didn't do anything with him when he came out, other than him just be there and then just walk back, I guess. It's a smart way to do it because WB has become masters of social media. Yeah. Right. So if a bunch of people miss it, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to go look it up on YouTube on the WWE, you know, channel just to make sure they can see what it was. So yeah, and I think they said they got 71 yeah. million views in 24 hours or something. Because immediately everybody's like, oh, well, now I got to see what I missed. Right. And yeah. they got to go check it out. So that part I get. But yeah, so far he's been he's been there and he came out on Monday night didn't say or do anything really on either one yet so we don't even know what the plans are if there are plans for him to be back yet well the, when, when your show is on 52 weeks a year you you drag this stuff out for as long as you possibly can we understand this and in, in yours in my case we're watching this for almost 50 years at this point sure, so but at least give me clearly a the formula works like just give me something like have them insult one guy or call somebody out and then end the show and leave him with a cliffhanger or something. <laughs> like, well, I mean, they did. Yeah, and again, it was through social media. You saw Seth Rollins flipping the bird, getting mad, and Drew McIntyre left, and we're still debating why was that part of the show or did Drew really leave? You know, who knows? But but we're all still talking about it, is the thing. So right yeah. now, you, you can say they did almost everything right because. We're all talking, as opposed to if he just does the usual, hey, he runs in and he hits somebody. I don't know if we're still talking about it. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. We'll see, man. I Obviously, he's super popular. I think it's going to be good for their business, even if it is a short run. Like I said, if he's just around for six months, that's probably going to be an extra three to five million dollars in six months. Exactly. Because he exists. So, cool. If it probably doesn't work, it doesn't work. And like you said, it, it made you money. It's going to basically cost you nothing because yeah. you're turning the profit on this. So it's cool. If not, they probably else, already made their money back. Well, they probably made a few hundred grand just on social media over the last yeah. week, probably. <laughs> you got to figure ticket sales for whatever the next thing yeah. is. Well, there they will were, probably be. That's one thing people know. They've been selling out shows for the last couple of years now. Even yeah, they've they've been killing it. So now yeah, we're gonna yeah. have some scalping. Not that they get any yeah. money from that, but we're gonna have <laughs> some tickets. Are gonna be there's gonna be some gouging going. I play for Royal Rumble, uh, WrestleMania. It's gonna be wild. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, around that same time, we were dealing with Black Friday weekend. And uh, I think we finally reached the point where Black Friday has just ruined itself. (laughs) And I've been predicting this for a while because I told people, like, you reach a point where first, because remember, if any, well, I don't know, maybe some of you aren't as old as we are, but people, I knew people that literally on Thanksgiving would look for all the things they want to buy people, especially like nerd stuff, right? People are going to, Oh, we got to go to this place to get the computers and whatever. And we got to go this here to get the game center, uh, get the game consoles. And we got to go here to get this thing. So the family after they ate would literally split up in groups of two or three, go to the different place and camp out for like 10, 12 hours to be the first ones in the door to get whatever crazy deal. It's to save $50 on this thing, hundred dollars on that thing. Well, there's not a need for that anymore. One, as stuff has moved online already, you can get the same sales without having to go anywhere, which is also better for the company because they don't have to ship stuff to a thousand locations. They can just leave 
50% of it in just a warehouse somewhere and ship it out, right? Nobody has to risk getting pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Though I did see some people who are enterprising and they would bring hot coffee and donuts for like a buck or two and just give everybody a line, which can't hate them for it. Smart move. No. But the other issue is we were seeing, I say it lightly, Black Friday sales on like Monday. So there were places you could have got the sales you were going to get on Black Friday three, four days ago. So you didn't have to go wait in line and get trampled or whatever. It's so the same you, thing we see it happen with E3, where it just keeps, you know, somebody does their press conference on Friday, then somebody says, we know we're going to do ours yep. on Thursday, and now E3 is three weeks long. <laughs> even even when the show doesn't happen, there's still, there's still people having press conferences in that time frame without even checking with the people that are on E3. You just do your own thing now. Yeah. And even, I guess, 10, 12 years ago, we introduced uh small business saturday right so that was the thing so you had black friday and then some people were saving their money because they want to shop with their favorite local spots or whatever so then that was a thing and we introduced cyber monday so then now yeah. people are not wanting to go all out because they know there's going to be extra sales on monday or the stuff that doesn't sell out on friday gets deeper discounted on monday or whatever so yeah there's no reason for any of us to go gaga on black friday like don't be wrong still peruse a couple of websites maybe shop with your local stores yeah. see if there's some sweet deals and pick up something but you don't have to be there at six in the morning, right? Because you can still get good deals all day from a bunch of different spots. And then, like I said, even some of my personal sponsors ever had deals mm-hmm. on Friday all through the weekend and on Monday. So it's like you didn't have to be in a hurry even when shopping. You had four days <laughs> right, to do everything. Well, Amazon had their uh, Black Friday football game. It was part of encouraging you. Don't, don't go outside. Yeah, it's exactly. Cold, and, <laughs> and, and, if, and if you want. A bunch of dudes. Hey, honey, I'm good. That's great. <laughs> Have fun. Dude, I'll be here watching this football game. Here's the thing I always wondered. I found out it's true. There's actually a legal thing that they can't show games on Friday nights and Saturday nights. There's actually, I think with the government, there was actually a deal with the NFL to where that's why the Friday night or the, the Black Friday game wasn't that late in the evening. It was earlier. Because it was part of the agreement, like to not be on Saturday night, I guess, officially. So, yeah, it's like this whole thing. And that's why and you see until the regular season ends for college football, then you start getting games on Saturday yeah. from the NFL, right? They can't have them on certain nights. I think they got exceptions for like COVID because that was like a weird mm-hmm. time, you know, because you had an exception. But, yeah, that's actually there's actual legal standing why they can't do yeah. it. Which that works better for Amazon anyway, because if they're trying to stop you from going out shopping, and that's absolutely what Amazon yep. is trying to get you to do is to stay home. You want it, you want it to be, you know, before people, because nobody goes out shopping at, at 8 p.m. when you'd ordinarily be starting a football game. I think it started around 12 30 or 1. Like, yeah, that's when people would still be shopping. And so if you're out, <laughs> you're coming back home, or if you're deciding to go out, you're probably staying home. Now, the game was terrible, but NFL is. NFL, I think it did about 10 million streaming, which is those are the numbers NFL does. I want to say this too that if you did look around on Black Friday, there were a lot of crazy nerd deals to be had like tons. It didn't matter if you wanted dice, you wanted sleeves, card boxes. Hell, I saw people getting collectors booster boxes of magic stuff for like 50 bucks in some places. Okay. there were a lot of crazy deals to be had. So when people said, oh, people aren't spending money on Black Friday, like, no, I saw people spending plenty of money. Like, I don't think that was a problem. It's just they weren't rushing out to go to Walmart, Target, whatever, 
and fight crowds or whatever to get stuff. Like, okay, great. This $300 TV is now 239 or whatever. Like, okay, it's nice to save $60. I'll see if there's one on Saturday when I have time and I'm out grocery shopping. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> I ain't going to go right now. Yeah, I ain't going to go fight a crowd for 60 bucks. Like, that's crazy. I know so, I yeah. heard a lot of people that do Black Friday content. You see all the videos of people shanking each other, basically. And I, I didn't see any this year. How, did you see any of those? I hadn't seen any Black for the last Friday, three, four years. <laughs> like, granted, Fighting a couple of those other? were COVID, but. Yeah. yeah, it's just not a thing anymore. It's just not a need to. I think we've all adjusted and realized some of those deals aren't even spectacular deals. I literally had a deal where, and this is years ago, where I took my significant other to work in the morning. I say in the morning, it was like, you know, nine or 10 o'clock. And this, it tells you how old it is, Circuit City was still open. So I'm oh, like, yeah, it's been a minute. So I'm like rolling back through and I'm like, let me just stop and see what they have on sale. They ran out of the TV that was on sale. They had another TV that was basically like same specs, but a different brand. And they gave me the same discount they had on the one they ran out of. So I'm like, sweet. I didn't even have to be yeah. here in the morning. I still got the same deal. I loaded up a TV right then and took it home. That's why they went out of business right there. It was still Maybe. Like they told, sold me one too many TVs. I don't know. But yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, I think it was just an interesting deal. You know, how gamers, we didn't really even notice because most of us just shop from home for a lot of stuff anyway. But seeing all the social media of people freaking out about it. And I'm like, I don't know. This seems normal. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just not what people thought Black Friday was going to be. I think it'd be interesting to see, though, next week, once they kind of compile all the numbers, kind of how the overall shopping day was for the big brands or not. I think that would be more telling than what the crowds were out at the stores. And I wonder, I'm sure at some point, I don't know, they may not, but I wonder if Amazon will show or share, because they, they, they were throwing QR codes on the screen. Hey, if you like that thing you just saw in the commercial here. Hold your phone up, you know. So at some point, I'm sure somebody will get the, those numbers or smart marketing though. Of those numbers can't hate them yeah. for it. Smartly done. Hey, you want Tua just threw a touchdown? If you like a Tua jersey, click right here. Now, okay. Sidebar: This is going to be for those that are into sports ball. But if you watch online, if you pause your video and scroll down, they have an option. You can watch it in whatever they call it, like. Uh, I don't know if it's like AWS Vision or whatever, yeah. but they they have the AI actively working while the game's going, and it's highlighting like the player thinks it's going to blitz, and then like it's showing yep. you like a route somebody's going to run, and like if you're deep into football, that is such a cool way to watch the game, or like just it, fantasy sports, you know, yeah. betting, all of those things. It's really neat, like just to see that they program enough that it can see the formations and start trying to figure yeah. out the stuff that like the quarterback's trying to figure out. Like, it's really, really cool. And so then they'll he, show like, Hey, you know, this guy only had a 3% chance of catching this ball yeah. because it just caught the touchdown on so much good stuff there. So credit to them for getting it right and bringing something different to football. Or when somebody has a horrible collapse, you know, there was only a 3% chance of the opposing team winning this game, but the oh, pair yeah. sucks. So does <laughs> Dude, I well, I have some other stuff we can talk about fantasy football later. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into the weekly topics. So remember how we talked about Wizards mentioning the Netflix animated series still being yeah. a thing? Uh, apparently, it's really, really a thing. There was some stuff that popped up over the last week. People kind of perusing Netflix listings and IMDb stuff. And it looks like the show has actually moved to post-production. 
Now, the reason that's a big deal is previously, I think we've only heard about, oh, well, we've got a script, but we didn't like it. So we haven't been writing it or we selected some voice actors, but then, you know, somebody got contracted for a thing, whatever. This is the first time we said like, oh, we actually have already recorded and filmed a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, this is closer to being now. We all know this doesn't mean it's guaranteed to launch yet. <laughs> yeah, because WB, you know, the Coyote versus Acme was in post-production. Although yeah. I think they did reverse course and it is coming out now. Batgirl would have technically been in post-production, but unless somebody leaks it, which I'm sure somebody eventually will, but as of right now, we're not going to see it anytime soon. Yeah, but this says a lot, though, that they were serious. You know, whether yeah. it happens from this iteration or not, it does say that they were being completely genuine that, Hey, we still have plans. It's still coming where we're, you know, cause they said we're in development, we're working on it. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, we've heard that, but apparently they really were, you know, and there's a good chance. A lot of this was done months ago. So there's no telling how long it's been finished or been in post as well. So now there's no other details. We couldn't, I couldn't find anything as far as like who the actors were plot. None of that. We just know that it's, for a project that big, that's wild that there's not more out about that. Yeah, and it may be one of those things that once they get closer to finalized and there's going to be a launch date, then you'll probably start seeing stuff pop up because they normally will send all that forward and say, okay, here's a list of actors, here's who the writer was, here's the director, you know, and then it'll populate on IMDb and then you'll have something coming later in the year. Because normally you'll, because I see it with other movies where stuff will populate and it'll just have the date, but you're like, oh, I didn't even know this thing was coming. But it's just like, it just sits there until you hear about the actual movie going to come out. Because there was stuff this year that said like 2023 and I was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, I saw that in February, didn't see anything until, I think that happened with like the Barbie movie when that popped up yeah. and it didn't come out to like the summer or something. So I expect something similar will happen here, but. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, this is our territory. We've never had a Magic the Gathering uh, streaming show before, so this is all new. And all new st- there wasn't even cover art because normally you have like the splash art of like this is what they're going to use to promote it, or when you're yeah. cruising Netflix, that'll be the picture that shows up. Yep. Didn't even see that. It just had the generic like Netflix in or whatever as part of it. So still a lot. Yeah, it's, it's for. I know it's a long, well, I assume it's a long way off. I don't know for a fact, but it's usually there's at least a little bit out for some kind of big license project. So I guess we'll. The only thing we'll I could think at some point, like I said, is if everything was perfect. Now, admittedly, it just may not be possible with just timelines of TV production versus timelines of set production for cards. But if everything was perfect, I think you could do a thing where whatever the movie is based around or whatever characters that those characters in that story are the centerpiece to whatever set launches around that time. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even be surprised. Now this is deep conspiracy, tinfoil hat, whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if they have a set done that they haven't announced yet, but it's going to go with whatever that series storyline, whatever it is. So when and because mm-hmm. now that I looked at, I do remember hearing that it was supposed to be based on Gideon and Brandon Routh's going to play Gideon, and I have no idea if oh, any I heard, of that is still happening. I heard that got scrapped. Okay, or at least you know, heard through the grapevine. 
friend of a friend. So, you know, make of that what you will. But that sort of makes sense. Because when you think about it, if somebody were to like the show and then they go to buy cards or whatever, there's going to be no instance of Gideon because in real time, he's been dead for what, like four years now? So, but like, I mean, it's like comic book. You can you can undead him just at a moment's notice. Again, if that's a story, then you have a product ready to go about that, right? Whether it's Commander decks, that's a new starter set, it's whatever, a 300-card one-off set, whatever, to tie in with the Netflix series. I would think that would be the best way to do it. So when the show launches, there's a product that came out, let's say, two or three weeks beforehand. So when people get interested in Magic, they could go buy the set that has the imagery and the characters that they've just come to be familiar with. I think that would be the good move. Now, can they pull it off? I don't know. But I think the only way it could be done is if you already have something ready to go. And then you just say, okay, once we announce the launch date of the series on TV, you announce the set release date to be two weeks before that or whatever. I think that's the only way you could pull it off. And that's a lot of work, but there's a lot of people at Wizards and there's a lot of people yeah. at R&D. So it could happen. But outside of that, I mean, you risk having an experience of people watching a show, getting involved in the game, really liking it, and then coming around and we're talking about Marvel cards that month or whatever, right? Yeah. And it's like it just doesn't line up. So I'm hoping they have something in the pipe. Because it would make sense, but uh, it, it, it would. But then you know, we just saw Marvel have a, a WandaVision TV show and then kill Scarlet Witch in the comic books at the same time. So it's just people well, don't always do the thing that makes sense. But you know, we also had the issue too of I honestly believe the that D and D movie was supposed to come out when that Baldur's Gate set launched. Yeah, but you had some production issues, whatever. It got pushed back a year, so then the set comes out as a isn't as well received because the movie that was going to go along with it in there right but then the movie comes out and now some of the older Baldur's Gate cards go up in value because people are excited about stuff from the movie so we know yeah. it does have an impact which is why and I'm sure Wizards is paying attention and knows that so it's like alright if stuff was more desirable because the movie was out then maybe we need to make something that could have easy sales if we tie it to the movie but we'll see there's a lot there but there were some interesting news about bans and possibly unbans. So, December 4th. That date was already on people's calendar because that was the next kind of banned and restricted announcement. However, this past Tuesday on their uh, Magic Weekly show, they were saying that they've been looking at a lot of formats deeper and looking at a bunch of tournament results, and they've kind of decided that not only does some stuff need to be banned, possibly some stuff is going to get unbanned. And that's a little bit of a shift to just say, like, yeah, we are thinking about unbanning some stuff. Now, we don't know if they will or not, but it's interesting that that was kind of part of the conversation. And that they're looking at formats across the board. They actually mentioned and talked about just about every format, or at least of the major formats. And it sounds like there could be something coming for all of them. So we could be in for a pretty interesting shakeup over the December, Christmas, holiday break for everybody. So, yeah, this is kind of big. That's way better than the last time when they're like, okay, there's going to be an announcement. The announcement is we didn't ban anything, as you were. <laughs> yeah, so to that point, we ended up with players upset because Wizard said, hey, just so you know, there are going to be changes on December 4th. 
And then people are on socials freaking out going, well, what do we do now? Now everybody's just paralyzed and afraid because they don't want to do anything because stuff's going to get banned next week or blah, blah, blah. But the other option is what they used to complain about. For some of you who ain't been around a while, it used to just be like, well, first we had set dates, like these four or five dates throughout the year when we're going to announce bans and restrictions. And that worked for a while. And then some people didn't like that. So then they changed to a thing of, okay, we're just going to announce them when we're ready to do them. You know, if we just see a reason, emergency bannings, whatever. So then people were mad because oh, I just went out and bought all these cards for this deck. And then I find out two days later that I can't play with them and blah, blah, blah. And now they're not worth anything. And you had, or I'm saying you had, you should know if you, especially now we all got, you know, all manner of social media. You didn't just, the reason you're trying to buy these cards is because the win rate is really high. You know if a deck's win rate is too high, that risks getting banned. The game has worked that way for decades now. Oh, for sure. For sure. And that's kind of the thing, right? I We were better off having a warning than not, I think, for most people. Because the worst case scenario, okay, cool. You just don't go spend money on cards this week knowing there's a banning next week. Great. Now, if you're going to a big tournament that's got some $5,000 in prizes, well, cost of doing business. Yeah, exactly. You make that decision. But at least you know you're making that decision with that possibility around the corner, right? It's different when you're making that decision, expecting it to be normal, and you're going to play that for the next three, four weeks or six weeks or whatever, right? So I'm okay with this. I think this is a fine way to do it. The other additional piece of news they mentioned was Instead of having the set couple of days they had or whatever, because they didn't feel that was working and the feedback they got said that they should do it differently. They have now said sometime between two and five weeks after a set launch is when they will try to announce new bans and restrictions. And there were some people who kind of questioned that and wondered why, but I thought about it and it's like some weekends you have more events than others. Like this past weekend example, there were, it felt like there was events all over the world for whatever reason. Just the timing worked out well for a lot of things. But that's a weekend where they can get a whole lot of data really quickly, right? Let's say the set had launched two weeks ago, and then you have this weekend or this past weekend. Well, now you've got thousands of players that played tournaments. You have a bunch of stuff online, and you can look at all these different top eights, right? So you can make, if there were some decks that were way overperforming, you could ban some stuff right there and feel good about it. But if you only have one or two tournaments like on week two and maybe one or two in week three and maybe one in week four, it took you all four weeks to get enough data to make a correct ruling, right? Because you also don't want to make a snap judgment. If you saw some, let's say a 500 person tournament and the top eight was dominated by one deck, it was like, well, that's still one tournament and it's like the first or second weekend. So you don't want to make a snap judgment right then. You need more data. You need to see more events. And I think that's what people weren't processing. But Overall, I think this was positive, mostly because more people felt their format still meant something. Like, they talked about how they were looking at all the different formats, different things they were considering, and I think that just made people feel good. And sometimes, even though nothing comes from it, there is the PR aspect of sometimes people just want to feel good, and some people just want to yeah. feel heard and connect. You know how it is, right? Like, yeah. you know, you throw people a bone, and they're happy, and that's okay. So I'm I'm with it. I think this was a, a positive experience on Tuesday, and we'll see what happens on December 4th. For all we know, a bunch of stuff could come off the ban list, 
singles go crazy. Who knows what? Or the opposite. They unban something, I don't know, some random uncommon that's been on there for a while, and then they ban like six cards in a format, right? We A day which will live in Magic the Gathering infamy. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Maybe. it could be like one or two things in Standard. It could be a couple of things in Pioneer, maybe one or nothing in like Explorer, be like seven things in Modern, one or two in Legacy. Like it, it could go ham. I mean, they, it, we that ban hammer might be swinging. It might be a jackhammer. You know, we'll we'll see. But I'm going to be definitely looking forward to December 4th. We'll have something to talk about in, in two weeks for sure. Quick note that Wizards is actually getting ahead on some of the command, I guess I was about to say command fast, but Magic Con Chicago stuff. Those two. <laughs> yeah. They actually started announcing, well, one, that you can get badges and tickets. Those are on sale now. If you go to just MagicCon, I believe, .com, or just search MagicCon, it'll come up. And you can get signed up for things right now, which is cool because... Before we had people that were, you know, a month out, not sure they could even sign up for certain things, whatever. This time we're more than two months out. You know, I, I mean, you got all of December, all of January, and it's like the third week of, of February, I think. So damn near three months. So like this is actually credit where it's due. Again, if we want to take shots at people, we, we also got to give credit when people get stuff right. Man, being able to plan for stuff in November for something in February is super nice. Yeah. Like by comparison, like they're just, and you can, you can guarantee your hotel rooms at a cheaper rate. Flights are going to be cheaper. Like just all kinds of stuff is better when you can get it three months ahead of time. They've even started listing all the cosplayers that are going to be there. their featured guests. They're talking about artists and stuff already. So some of this, like we said, it seems like every magic con has gotten progressively better as they've learned stuff from the last ones and figuring out what the pain points are, what they need to do better what to include. This is just one of those things. I felt like Vegas and to some extent, Minneapolis, I think were a lot of in-show things that got fixed. Now it seems like with Chicago, we're addressing a lot of the pre-show things that need to get fixed as far as information. And I'm with it. I'm good with this. I don't know how you feel about it, but like I'm, this is one that I'm like, yes, every event. Yeah. The more I can prepare, the better I enjoy it. I feel like there was a TwitchCon, either a TwitchCon or a DreamHack or something not that long ago that I wasn't sure if I was going to go, but it, we were like six weeks out and I couldn't find details on a bunch of stuff. And I was like, well, then I guess I'm just not that's, going. You that, know? That's sadly uh, pretty common, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? I skip stuff because it's just like, you're asking me to dedicate to hotel, travel, whatever, and I don't even know what's going to be happening yet. Or if there's certain exhibitors or events or whatever that I'm going to want to see. And if not, I'd rather just not take the gamble because it'd be worse if you're like, well, I'm going to anticipate certain people or things being there. And then they're not. Well, now you just feel like you just wasted your money for your weekend. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not like that's cheap because you're talking hundred plus to 200 a night for your hotel, depending right. on where you're flying from two, $300, maybe even up to $500 for your flight. You're eating out practically every night. You know, depending on what, what your setup is. So it's like, you could be out of grand easy. <laughs> and then some. So yeah, I'm I'm really glad this is one just kind of putting on everybody's radar. If you're in the area or you want to see any of your favorite creators or you're curious who's going to be there, go ahead and bookmark that page because they are updating it regularly to prep everybody for Chicago. 
I think this might be a first that we're going to talk about Netflix twice in one show, but this time it's because I was apparently under a rock and didn't know that Netflix has a mobile gaming platform. I I think that's the thing a lot of people probably don't know. Yeah, so that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up and put it on people's radar, because I'm like, I'd heard, I remember hearing something about the last time they had increased prices that some of it had to do with some going to development and this, that, and the other. And I was like, okay, cool. And I thought that was like a down the road plan. I didn't know they meant developing systems. They already had like, apparently yeah, they got a, they got a WWE game that, uh, I, a couple of years ago. So they, they've had this for a while. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Apparently it's been around for a minute. The cool part is they're talking about bringing in the grand theft auto trilogy, which is pretty sweet. And especially when we talk about a new one coming out soon, because we keep yeah, hearing about an announcement uh, next month, I think, for Grand Theft Auto 6. <laughs> Finally, the, yeah, exactly. the GTA has come back. Well, hell, they had their code leaked like six months ago, and that was the whole thing. Yeah. But this is pretty cool because this kind of comes back to where we talked about like magic secret layers and how we use them, right? Every time we see weird dates shoved on a calendar, people are like, well, why there? And almost every time it's been plus or minus a couple of weeks to something related being announced for that other product. Yeah, like The Walking Dead, I think it was their uh, final season. Yeah. And, you know... Uh, Fallout is there. There's a Fallout TV show starting in April. That's originally what I thought that it was probably the reason. And yeah, it's confirmed Fallout is supposed to come out. The TV show is supposed to come out in April 2024. They, if you look online now, there's some uh, screenshots now of Power Armor and some of the ghouls. And I think the the uh, lady is going to be the main character. So looks, you know, looks interesting. I mean, I'm a Fallout fan, so I'm going to watch it. But, you know, I think that brings us back to the same situation with this, where you're probably going to have the announcement for Grand Theft Auto 6. People are going to get hyped, want to play the mm-hmm. old stuff. They're going to be able to play on mobile, stay interactive, and you can probably do promotions for GTA 6 in that or discounts right. if you bought this other thing build up the hype back and forth between the products. So good job. And that's a title that's big enough that it could draw people to their mobile platform. I mean, cause that's one of those things we talked about a lot between all the different streaming services and gaming platforms and whatever, it's hard to get traction. So if you can get one of these big titles, this could be pretty good for them. I mean, there's dudes like me just because of this, like it made news and I didn't even know it was a right. thing. You didn't even know. And I should know. Like, that's the bad part. Like, I feel like I should. I mean, hell, we've done the whole show talking about, like, Stadia and all these other things don't even exist yeah. no more. Right? I had no clue. I, I knew this was, I knew it was a thing. But like I said, I thought the discussions were, like, of a future product. This thing's been around for a couple of years already. I didn't even, I've yeah. never even seen it. I mean, genuinely, I have not seen any videos, no reviews. Nobody playing it, like so. I now I've got research to do because <laughs> like I, I now like, want to just like. open Netflix and look for I think it's like WWE New Day. You can play the thing. That's wild. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to give it a look now. But this is cool. Seeing now again, I, do do we need Netflix having more stuff? I don't know, but them getting access or even seeing that some of these nice classic games that people really like are working with some of these platforms could open the door for a lot of old games we don't see anymore maybe even getting brought up that we can play on mobile which is pretty cool 
It's a good time yeah, to be a nerd. They're, they're always, you know, turning turning video games into movies, TV shows. Yep. So yeah, go ahead and when you inevitably, I'm sure at some point there'll be probably a cyberpunk movie. Then hey, go play the play the game while you're on Netflix. Yep. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, man, we are living in a crazy timeline to be a nerd. Seriously, where everything we, I mean, every comic book, video game, action figure, whatever, everything. Yeah, we're getting full-scale video games, like Hollywood productions, streaming series. Hell, I just saw the other day uh, the uh, Invincible, which is like a B-tier uh, image comic, has a whole series on Amazon or whatever. Yep. So I'm just like, even that, like the stuff that's not even... Now, I, mean, I guess, guess B-tier in comparison to Marvel, because for well, Image, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. their A-list book. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, if you ask a bunch of comic book fans, they don't even know who that is. And I, I think oh. a lot of people would probably know. Oh, I bet a lot of people don't. Like, let I mean, if, you're talk, if you're talking about like, so like my wife that just go to see the Marvel movies, now they wouldn't know. But anybody in a comic book shop, I think people would know who Invincible is. Oh no, I, I already met a few that didn't know, and they they because they asked me. Oh, if I knew. you'll find a few people that don't know who the Turtles <laughs> are, but in the grand scheme of things, I think. Seven out of ten people in a comic shop probably have at least heard it. It's Robert Kirkman. He's one of the biggest creators in the industry. But see, what's funny is that's that's the thing. Like I knew of Invincible, but I wouldn't be able to identify Kirkman, which is what's funny. Like I'm backwards, <laughs> which is no surprise. I'm that way on several things. But and I mean, like, Omni Man's in Mortal Kombat. So there's people that don't even know what Invincible is that know now because Omni Man is he's he's crossed over. He's mainstream now. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. There's probably people who know of the character and don't even know where it came from. I bet. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think probably more people know Omni Man because of the meme. Think, Mark, think. Omni Man's been everywhere for about three, four years. Yeah, I bet that's probably more accurate. They probably know the character. Yeah, they might don't not know, the know who, even what comic book it's from. But if you if you if you show this guy, they yeah, hey, that's the Think Mark Think guy. Yeah, I bet that's probably true. I could get behind that because I bet you if you showed it to people, they're like, oh yeah, I've seen that meme before or whatever, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a crazy time, man. I mean, hell, we just got a a D and D movie this past summer that was great. Everybody had a good time with that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've had Lord of the Rings. You yeah. know, a Game Invincible apparently is going to be a live action movie at some point in the near future. Yeah, not only that, we get Transformers every two or three years. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, we ain't we ain't ever stop getting Transformers movies. It's... I mean, it is it is crazy to think about. You know, really, all the hell and. And not only that, some of the stuff we grew up with are basically legacy brands now, where you're talking yeah. about Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and whatever, like crazy stuff. We're crazy getting G.I. Joe versus Transformers now, apparently. Yeah, that's been in talks for a minute. So that's definitely coming. So yeah, man, I don't know. I it, It's wild to think about all the stuff we were told was dumb or you're wasting your time with that or whatever, you know, now those are the things that make all the money, Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. Just crazy. But all right. You can get paid to sit around talking about GI Joe versus Transformers. <laughs> that, we will do that at some point down the road. I'm sure. But yeah, let's, let's have a discussion about the dinner table here for a second. But today was the day that you get your yearly, Spotify review or whatever that thing is called, or your retrospective, right? Saw them all over social media this morning. And it's basically like, what are your 10 or 20 most played songs and how many minutes you spent listening to stuff on Spotify or whatever. 
Now, I don't have one because Me neither. I rarely use Spotify. I mean, occasionally yeah. here or there throughout the yeah. year, but total, I probably have like two hours worth of Spotify listens for a whole year. Now, I spend a lot of time, if I do listen to music on the go, I'm listening to it on YouTube music because it becomes it comes as part of the package for yeah. premium or whatever. So I probably have a couple thousand hours because I listen to it in the background or whatever, you know, on this, but definitely nothing on Spotify. However, it did get me thinking, and I don't, and this is another one of those things I don't think we've even had this conversation with, with each other, but like, what's our relationship with music? Like, how often are you listening to music? Do you listen to it with the family? You know, do your kids listen to some of the stuff you like? Like, cause I, cause I honestly don't know this answer. I don't know these answers about you for real. Uh, we, we like some of the same stuff that we, we play. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the trivia game heads up and, uh, yeah. my daughter put it on, I think it was best songs of 2022 and me and my wife knew almost none of them. So even the, and you know, I like to think I'm pretty hip, but nah, apparently I, I woke up old one day and again, out of maybe nine or 10 songs that were hot in 2022, I knew maybe one of them, even for the artists that I, you know, I'm a fan of, like, I like Selena Gomez's music, but I didn't know what she put out in 2022. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm behind apparently. I bet you I couldn't name more than three. <laughs> I know you couldn't because even even if you listen to it, you're bad about remembering yeah. like, actors and entertainers' names. Just... Songs I songs I'd at least be able to identify if I knew what they were, but like I don't think I could, I would know more than three. Seriously, like, I had to go back and start listening to some of these songs. So you know, and then next time we play, I'll have to say then just also because I get you hate feeling like I you don't know what. Didn't want to be that that uh, Simpsons meme. Like, is it me? Have I gotten out of touch? No, no. It's the children who are wrong. Yeah. I don't feel like that. But yeah, I hadn't. So yeah, I just woke up one day and then didn't. I, I I feel like I know most of the stuff you know that becomes maybe TikTok. You see all the like Beyonce, the Cuff yeah, It yeah. challenge, and all that stuff. So yeah, I think that's probably one of the ones I got was, was Cuff It. But, yeah, it's, yeah. I was. It's interesting because like I don't. Like, even when I'm in the car, well, that's not true. So when I'm in the car, I have Sirius XM on the radio. So my main station, when there's nothing else going on, I just listen to the fantasy sports station or whatever during the football. Yeah, season. me too. And then when they're between commercials or shows where I, I don't really care, I'll shift between uh, Eminem has a station. I'm trying to remember what the shade four or five, I think is his. Yeah. So I listen to that. There's a 90s station. I'll listen to that. I was going to say, I go from back and forth between 60s and 2000s. Just, just whatever one of my favorite songs comes on, that's where I'll stop. Oh, yeah. see, well, they also have LL Cool J's got an old hip-hop station, Rock I've heard that one. That one's pretty cool. I listen to that. And then there's, oh, what are they? There is one that's 90s and 2000s. I'm yeah. trying to remember. Because I think they have, like, Heather B as a host and some others yeah. on there. And then there's one. Oh, and then... uh. How what's his name? Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> like he's he's got uh a station, Pitbull. He's got a station okay. on that, that does like different hip hop, Latin music, whatever. Yeah. And like I kind of rotate between those. So there's a whole variety of stuff that that comes up on on those stations. But when I'm on my phone, like I said, using uh YouTube music, the cool part about it is it has built-in feed, which I'm oh, this is gonna start sounding like an ad for like go get premium because it comes to YouTube music. But like one of the cool features I didn't know about is based on what you're listening to or whatever, it makes recommendations. 
And it'll also be like, hey, here's a new artist or a new song you may not have heard of that you might like. And honestly, it has a pretty high hit rate, which is kind of creepy on one hand, but the other is... the, The robots. Yeah, but it's also cool because... I found new music that way that I didn't even, you know, no, artists I've never I, I hear heard people of. walking around behind me. Wait, we are using the camera today. Please be wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's real at my house. For real. Yeah, we don't even have the camera to do it. So we got to sh- shoot the lookout block. But, but seriously, I thought about that. Like, that feature has been so good for finding music or artists or even artists I like that I didn't know they had certain songs out. You know, and it's like, oh, this person did a feature with this other person. And it's like, oh, that's a cool song. Yeah. And you can just add it to your rotation or make different playlists. But it's constantly even updating the recommendations it gives you based on what you like. Or So if you use the thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. So that's been a cool way to find music. But otherwise, for me, a lot of times music becomes like background music or for yeah. playing like board games. I'll just have something playing on the back, maybe stream. I was about to say, but my kids are playing uh, Spider-Man 2 and when they got to the part where they, this is the spoiler for anybody that hadn't played the game yet, but probably not if you've seen any of the trailers, but yeah. The part where they get to fight in Venom. I, I turned on uh, Venom by Eminem from the Venom yep. soundtrack but the kids didn't realize that Eminem had made a song about Venom. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Dude, that song's actually good, too. It re- yeah, it really yeah. is. Like, I, I think that's funny, too. You know what I just realized when you said that? I don't remember the last time there's been a full, like, soundtrack released for a movie. Yeah, they used to be. They used to be the, the thing. You watch the movie and you go, you buy the soundtrack, and it's a big deal because every, it used to be, especially action movies, every major mainstream action movie you went and you got, Kenny Loggins or whoever. I mean, it was part of the like oh, dude. Top Gun Danger Zone. Has there, there been a better there's of soundtrack movie ever? There's two soundtracks. I remember saying one is the Bodyguard because Whitney Houston did yeah. like almost every song right. on that soundtrack. Yeah, and then for Space Jam, uh, yeah, I, I probably still remember like six or seven songs from that soundtrack. But- See, that's big. People don't. That's I think really why people have good memories of Space Jam. The movie, in my opinion, is just all right. The soundtrack, yeah. yeah. Oh, the soundtrack was sick. <laughs> But I was, but it's funny you say Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, R. Kelly is like soundtrack doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's true. It does have one of the premier songs on that soundtrack, yeah. sadly. But there's other good songs in there too, like Basketball Jones oh, is yeah. good. Uh, what's the one? Uh, I, I think it's the All Star Monsters intro. Like you hit them high, hit them yeah. high, hit them low. Hit them. Oh yeah, because that one has like Method Man. Method Man. Other uh, people on that one. Yeah. That was a good I'm gonna one. I'm going to assume Redman because you can't have yeah. Method Man without Redman. I don't know for a fact, but I'm just going to assume he's a. Oh, man. Quad City DJs did one on that, too, I think. Right. Because there were some good ones. But, yeah, it's funny because I think we get individual tracks now that are representative yeah. stuff for movies. But I don't remember there being soundtracks. for. I'm sure they exist, but it's just, they're just not a thing anymore. Because so, I didn't I didn't hear Venom on the radio. I just said YouTube told me I would like it because I listened to Eminem yeah. and, and watch all the Marvel movies. Like, well, you are correct. I like rap and, and Marvel comics. Good job, YouTube. Isn't that crazy, though? Just like technology getting so good it's like oh you're gonna love this one and you're right. like yeah whatever but i'll check it out and then you're like oh crap i yeah. really do like this <laughs> you see for scrubs you think just because i'm black i like to see off for sanford and son but you do like exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> which is a fire theme song by the it way. really is that's a, one of the most memorable tv theme songs I've right heard. that and the jeffersons everybody can name those and probably like one note 
Yep. <laughs> or maybe two. It's gonna be like, bah, bah, bah. okay, yes. Somebody on social media, you know, was asking the question this week: best song, "Good Times" or Jefferson's? Ooh. I was paralyzed. It just Ooh. those are both incredible songs. It Ooh. just. I think I think "Good Times" is probably a better song, but the Jeffersons is more memorable for a lot of people. I think. But I think as far as composition, I think Good Times is a better song. You're probably right. <laughs> and then I, they played it for John Amos, and even John Amos didn't realize they were singing Hanging in a Child Line. It's oh, just yeah. the one that <laughs> Well, all right, man. I think, I think we've met the brief for that. So why don't we tell everybody yep. where they can find you on social media? All right. I am Brian Sionic on the Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me everywhere at Power Dragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N. And stay tuned because we have some pretty cool stuff coming by way of shorts, which will be entertaining. But wherever you're watching or listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Please remember to take care of yourselves and your family. And remember to be awesome, but most importantly, be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us on our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate other patreon.com slash color of magic you can also find us on facebook under color of magic and if you want to follow us along at twitter you can find us there at color of mtg and as always please share the podcast around to your friends your network people you think might enjoy it because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base <laughs>